FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. And in my Niger language, chai, if I know they dear, you mean say I did miss. And you know, say I know if you carry last now. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Well, today we're going to be looking at the FOMO phenomenon and how it plays a huge role in our anxiety levels. So stay tuned. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. Hello, this is First Things First Wellness. <laughs> Hi, this is First Things First Wellness. Welcome to First Things First Wellness. This is the First Things First Wellness podcast show. You're welcome. There are a few amazing um, individuals that I take up my time to listen to on social media, you know, because they consistently drop nuggets of wisdom, nuggets of understated common sense. Now, one of such people is Sharon Beeson. She's the CEO of Womania. I was listening to her on her Instagram page. Um, that was last week, I guess. And she was talking about counterculture and her you know, beliefs regarding that. Now, counterculture is simply going against the grain, right? Not um, jumping on every popular bandwagon, just being yourself, doing you. And so she's a strong advocate of being counterculture. Now, she didn't even know that was what she was until a friend pointed it out to her. And thank you, Sharon, because I've also picked up the word counterculture. Thank you. <laughs> and she related it with um, what it is we're talking about today, which is FOMO. You know, because apparently some people, there's a new app, social app that had come up and she had friends and colleagues and clients who were pressurizing her to, you know, just to join the app, you know, that uh, she's going to increase her potential for networking, for more impact. And she thought about it that, hey, she already has so much going on on her plate, right? And she's just deciding to have time for herself. She doesn't need that extra pressure to be something else when she's already getting everything she wants on the platform that she's already on. You know, so I listened to her and wow, this was the first time I was really hearing somebody talking about this the way she did. And it made me turn on post notifications. Yes. So now I get to hear or I get to know anytime, you know, she drops a new post. Thank you so much, Sharon. That was fantastic. Now, if you guys don't know, you should follow her on Instagram, Womenia Sharon Beeson. She's amazing. All right. So before I get into what FOMO is, you know, before I talk about it, I think I need to, you know, just define it for you. And I'm going to go to the experts, you know, to define that for you. So let me see. There is a guy, John Groho, who is of Psych Central. Let me see if I can find, find his definition. Okay, good. So he says, FOMO is the potential for simply a different connection, which could be better or worse. But we don't know until we find out. <laughs> Let me read the one from Wikipedia. FOMO is a social anxiety stemming from the belief that others might be having fun while the person experiencing the anxiety is not present. And this is characterized by that desire to constantly stay in the loop and be connected to what is going on or what others are doing. 
Now, this fear of missing out on an opportunity for social interaction or a profitable investment actually became pronounced during this era of social media. Now, take note, it is a social anxiety. It is an anxiety disorder. And it's a disorder that a lot of us are either not aware of or have taken for granted, have assumed that it is, you know, one of those things is part of life, right? But it is a disorder. And I'm going to go into how it is a disorder, how it's affecting you, how it is um, impacting your ability to make sound judgments, how it's impacting your ability to be the successful person you want to be, how it's impacting your ability to make decisions for yourself based on your own self-awareness, not based on what other others say you should do. You know, a lot of you listening to me right now are sufferers of FOMO and you just don't know that you're a sufferer. But I'm here to enlighten you and let you know that you're a sufferer. Now, I know the signs. I know what it's like, you know, to be a FOMO victim because I have been there. And it's easy to it's easy to sweep it under the carpet, you know, and because it, it crawls, it, it creeps up on you, you know, unconsciously, subconsciously. So it just it, before you know what's going on, you're addicted, right? FOMO is an addiction. It's an obsession to always want to know what is going on. And you know, I talked about it being a disorder that became very pronounced during the social media era, and the reason is not far fetched. Social media is on is in our faces every single day as long as you have a device you're connected to the social media and social media has no restrictions to whoever or whatever is being posted right so you have access to everything good bad and ugly now the good thing is the social media as i said good bad and ugly you can make amazing strides in your business life in your personal life in your in your social life when it comes to how you utilize social media it can also backfire when it also comes to how you utilize social media one of the triggers for a lot of people who have stress issues who I have had the fortune the honor of coaching is that they're addicted to their devices first thing in the morning they pick up their device every single second they are on their devices before they go to bed they are on their devices in fact they are in bed they're on their devices they go to sleep while the devices are in their hands if you get what i mean they just want to know what is going on now if you ask them they will tell you that no what you're doing they're just researching you know they are studying they are researching um, about their industry. Um, they are researching for news. They are studying. You know, there's always an excuse if you want to find an excuse. But what we're talking about is when it has become an obsession, when it's something that you can't do without, when everybody knows you with your device, you know, and maybe by virtue of the work that you do, because we've had some bloggers who always want to be the first to report news and they are always, always on social media. Now it's good. It does pay their bills, which is fine. But then what is the point of your bills being paid when you end up being unwell? The effect of FOMO on your mental health cannot be 
overemphasized, right? It's tearing us right in our faces. A lot of the anxiety that we are experiencing, a lot of the bad stress that we are experiencing, a lot of the terrible lifestyle-induced health challenges that we are experiencing, believe it or not, stems from your attitude towards your device, your obsession with what is going on on social media. In the first episode of this podcast, I had talked about this. I had talked about why do you make the decisions that you make? Why do you form the habits that you form? Are you forming these habits because people are telling you these habits are good for you? Or are you forming these habits because you know that what you're doing is healthy for you? When it comes to FOMO, there's no filter. You're exposed to everything. And you find that you compromise your mental health. You begin to get um, negative thoughts like frustrations, like envy, like anger, like failure. When you're confronted with people who consistently post, you know, seemingly, um, you know, posts really about their successes, about their achievements, about their attainments, you know, and then you look at them, you compare yourself with them, and then you feel that the more you keep in touch with them, maybe you can live vicariously through them. So the more you keep in touch with them, you know, that means that, I mean, you're with them, you're them. And it's pitiful, that kind of living. It's pitiful, that kind of lifestyle. Because there's a saying, if you're minding my business, who is minding your business? Your business is to be you. Your business is to find your purpose. Your business is to be a healthier version of you. And the only way you can make impact, the only way you can really define your purpose and live out your purpose is if you become a healthier version of you. But you cannot be all that if you are so obsessed, if you are so addicted to the social media. Now, social media is the greatest trigger, right? But there are other triggers as well. Somebody invites you to a party. Maybe you really don't have an outfit to go for the party or you can't afford the trip to go to the party or maybe you don't feel like physically, but you have this nagging feeling inside you. Ah, if I don't go, I'm sure I'm going to miss something. I'm sure maybe a dangote is going to be at that meeting. Maybe I'll be able to pass out my cards to someone. Maybe this, maybe this, maybe that. And then you drag yourself and go for the party. Why? Because you feel you have to be at that party. When someone posts on social media, I mean, there's something that's happening now. There's a trend going on. There are so many challenges going on now. And you find that everybody, because we all want to be seen as successful on social media, we all want to be social influencers, so to speak. So we feel, okay, jumping on all these uh, challenges will propel me, will push me out there. So we are always there consistently trying to copy what supposed influencers are doing. So it doesn't look like we are not woke doesn't look like we are not you know we are not popular you get what i'm saying like your finger is not on the pulse of what is going on now we do all these things at the risk of uh mental and eventually physical health 
Now I'm going to go into details how these can affect us. And I'm also going to share with you because there's hope. You can actually, actually contradict the effect of FOMO. So I'm going to talk about that. But now I need this thing to sink in your head. All right. FOMO is a social anxiety disorder, but it's also a disorder that can be corrected. So I'd like to believe that I have highlighted how FOMO does not paint a pretty picture. Now, a Dr. Dan Herman, who is a marketing strategist, actually coined the FOMO term in a 1996 research paper. 1996, way before the advent of social media. So what does that tell you? FOMO has been in existence for a very long time, possibly for as long as, you know, humankind itself, you know. But however, social media has a knack of amplifying situations. I mean, you know that, I know that. Social media creates a platform for bragging. And if one is not careful, you know, you begin to lose a sense of what is normal. You begin to lose a sense of who you are. Now, nobody is immune to FOMO. Nobody. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender. But there are people who are at greater risk right? And one thing that um, FOMO does is it actually encourages a greater usage of your smartphone. It encourages a greater desire of being connected to the internet. Now, people who have terrible self-esteem, low self-esteem, at greater risk of FOMO. People who are suffering from depression at greater risk of FOMO. People who are being abused, who have experienced or are experiencing abuse mentally, physically, sexually, verbally, are at greater risk of FOMO. People who are overworked, who are pressured, who are overwhelmed by life, are at greater risk of FOMO. The thing is, these people use social media as a crutch right? Maybe just to get them through the depressing periods in their lives or just to enable them, you know, just to enable them live. But it has a flip side, a negative flip side, which we have all, which we've kind of like tried to, you know, highlight. It becomes easily an addiction. It becomes an escape from your reality. It becomes an escape from what is you then you lose yourself. You lose your self of being. You lose your self-worth. You begin to live through other people. Now, living through other people does not mean that your eyes are closed to the pain that you're going through. So what you're doing is it becomes an unhealthy relationship, right? You are now trying. <laughs> you are now trying. You know, you're just comparing your life with another person's life. Why am I going through so much pain when so-and-so seems to be having it all together? That's why we always advocate when you're on social media, be very careful, be very diligent and be very, very intentional about who you follow, about what you read, about what you allow to come inside you. But when your mental health is already compromised, it's pretty much difficult, you know, pretty much difficult to be able to do that. So I'm going to share with you ways that you can deal with FOMO.
right, so do not think that because I'm saying these people or those people that I'm removing myself from the equation. No, like I said earlier, I have been a formal sufferer and at intervals, I find myself actually, actually suffering from formal, you know, and just as I stated earlier, there are certain people who are at greater risk or formal and if your mental health is compromised in whatever way you find that you're more drawn to social media to keeping up with the joneses you know on on social media now what can you do to minimize because you cannot totally eradicate formal i mean our curiosity is what makes us who we are but our ability to control the curiosity is what it is that we're talking about right now when you allow the curiosity to get I mean, ahead of you. I mean, what do they say about the cat and curiosity, right? And we don't want that happening to you. I don't want that happening to me. So why don't we learn how to balance? Why don't we learn how to put the most important important things first? After all, this is first things first wellness. So we're going to be talking more about how you can bring out what is most important. We're teaching you on this podcast how you can prioritize, how you can put your wellness first above everything else. Put your wellness first above your need to know what is going on around your world. Put your wellness first above the need to have external validation. Okay? And I'm going to tell you right now. Now, one of the things that you need to do is change your focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change your focus. Yeah, it sounds it sounds cliche, but it's very key. You know, we keep talking about mindset change. You keep talking about having a, a shift in how you reason, a shift in how you think. It's very important that you have a shift in your focus. Change your focus. What is important to you? And that is you. Learn to start focusing on that thing that you can change. I keep talking about this all the time. The secret to improved mental health is learning the difference between what you can change and what you can't. It reduces the anxiety. The anxiety to want to change something that is near impossible. You might not be able to control what is going on outside you. You can't control what is happening on social media. It's bigger than each and every one of us. But you can control you. So change your focus today. Focus on you. Begin to speak positively to yourself. Begin to build a more healthy, a more robust lifestyle. Filled with intentional hobbies that build you up from within. You get what I mean? change your focus now it doesn't matter what you're going through but the point is once your focus has changed you find that you do not need social media as a balm to soothe your pain anymore instead it could be some form of casual recreation and if you use it for work you now know how you can balance your time when it comes to work you get to the business at hand and then you tune off Number one, change your focus. All right? Number two, keep a journal. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of us have uh, online diaries. In fact, all our social media apps are like diaries. Facebook, Instagram, 
those two especially they are like our diaries you know we take pictures we record momentous occasions in our lives uh we record a victory of some sorts you know an accomplishment we record it we put it up there we're excited to share it but then again number one also comes to play here when you're keeping a journal why are you keeping a journal who are you keeping the journal for that would also help are you keeping the journal for people to look at and for people to validate your life people who don't know you from adam or are you keeping a journal just to remind yourself of your attributes to remind yourself of the things that you have gone through and how you have risen from the ashes so to speak or the journey you're currently undergoing to get to your destination it's very important to keep a journal journaling reminds you of your being journaling reminds you of your purpose and even if you do not have a purpose by the time you start journaling you begin to discover yourself okay two keep a journal number three seek out real connections ah we felt the impact of this in 2020 with the pandemic, the lockdown, COVID-19, you know, human beings, we are social beings. We love to interact. We love to connect with other beings like ourselves. We love to have a good time. Generally speaking, it doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. There are times when a human contact, a physical connection is what we need to get us through. So by the time you begin to seek out real connections, you find that you begin to have a greater sense of self. Then that need to constantly stay connected, to know what is going on, you find that it begins to fade. When a friend, I mean, it's very easy. Maybe you've made friends on social media. I think it's about time you take this friendship physical. You get what I mean? Invite them out, go for lunch, have a drink somewhere. Go to the beach, hang out in the, at a library or something, right? Even if now, because of the lockdown, it's got to be, uh, I mean, you cannot do it physically, in quotes, but you can have one-on-one interactions. You can have face-to-face conversations. You have Zoom apps, you have WhatsApp apps, you have Facebook Live. You know, you can, you can do all that. Connect with human beings. Human beings that you know, not figures on social media that you don't know you don't know the truth about their lives you only see what they let you see you find that when you're constantly connecting with people when you're constantly building real connections you really don't have that urge anymore to want to consistently be in the loop on social media so it kind of like reduces your social media usage okay that's number three And then number four, focus on gratitude. Very, very, very important. Making others feel good makes us feel good. I mean, there's no two ways about it. If you're mentally compromised, you find that you're thinking more about self. You become more selfish in terms of your pain. In terms of your, you know, in terms of your pain, in terms of everything that you're going through, you find that you're selfish. 
But once you begin to practice gratitude, I talk about this a lot, especially in my sessions. And one way you can, one way that can help you learn how to practice gratitude is when you engage in mindfulness exercises. They bring you down to the present. They let you see what you have. They let you count what you're grateful for. So thoughts of negativity, thoughts of lack, thoughts of failure begin to dissipate. And then you find that you're becoming stronger mentally. And you really do not need the validation of people on social media. And then it's easier for you to begin to see the good in other people. So when you see them, you are not being fueled by envy. You're fueled by, by appreciation of their own ability and you're able to praise them you're able to highlight this for them so they feel good about them i see a lot of people on social social media what they do they speak positive into people's lives they just go to people's pages and that's what they do that is a way of practicing gratitude and it sticks and stays with you so these are four things that we can do all right to help us minimize the effects of fomo in our Hey, so do me the favor of subscribing to this channel via any platform you're listening to me from. And also do not forget, you can reach out to me on social media. I am everywhere at The Wellness Boss, right? So you drop your comments, drop your suggestions regarding fresh episodes. I also would like to know what you thought about this particular episode. All right. All right. So have yourself a fantastic week. I'll see you next Friday. Bye.